Join us each week as Andrew, Ray, and others bring us in on one of their weekly phone conversations with an amazing agent. This is Little Oak Weekly. Good morning, everybody. Hope wherever this finds you, you're having a good day. I happen to be uh, doing this recording in the early part of March uh, on a beautiful day. Today we get to speak with Indy Baines. Indy is an agent in our Surrey office. Um, he's been with us for uh, a handful of years already. I actually don't know Indy uh, that well personally. Uh, I've known him, um, you know, through the business channels of our office for a while now, but I've actually never sat down and had a beer with him and uh, and picked his brain. So we're not going to get to drink the beer together this morning, but we are going to get to chat. So I'm excited to uh, to have this conversation. Let's go ahead and dial him up right now. Hey, Andrew, how you doing? Hey, good morning, sir. Good I'm morning. Doing, I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Just uh, sitting here waiting for your call. Just uh, making <laughs> coffee. <laughs> so as as promised, when uh, when you and I chatted, I told you I'm going to do a bit of a sound check here when we start. Yeah. I've got all the I've got all the gear on, and I just want to uh, get our levels good. So uh okay. i have a good question for you that i thought up what's this that? morning what's your uh what's your favorite all-time favorite movie and why ah fuck you know what i've got an absolutely terrible memory andrew <laughs> you can't bail on this question <laughs> okay all-time okay fine fine movie. fine you know it's the all-time favorite movie what's your uh what's your you're going out for dinner and what's your what's your go-to meal what are you looking forward to eating oh, when you go out for dinner i'm i'm a burger kind of guy it's got to be cactus it's got to be cactus. Really? <laughs> yeah, man. Cactus is like all oh, that. Like, just fries alone, you know. I'm happy at cactus. <laughs> so, are you like, are you? How old are you? I'm 29. You're 29. So you're old enough to remember. Like, you've probably spent time eating the Earl's Burger, right? Yeah, you know what? Earl's just doesn't hit. It just doesn't hit. Really? Yeah, man. I don't know. Is I'm it... just cactus, and it's that uh, Cajun chicken sandwich for me that really does it. That Cajun chicken is good. That's oh man, that's very true, very true. I like Money. their. Um, I mean, this is totally not on the uh, the unhealthy side of things, but you know that uh, that modern bowl that they have. You ever had okay, that? Okay, yeah. You don't, yeah, you I don't, don't sound very interested. Is there fries? I don't think I've had that. I don't think I've had that. It's it's like you know if you're looking for like the healthier uh, the healthier option then then uh you know it's not a gut punch with a with a burger and a fry and it's actually yeah it's it's pretty good well i mean i'm not gonna lie when i'm eating healthier i and i'm not eating the bread it's usually chicken tenders tossed in cajun seasoning with dirty fries on the side <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing are, are you uh are do you run a regular like i don't know workout diet program or how do what is your uh, what's your health, what's your health regimen look like in your life? Honestly, man, um, I was very, very good with working out and stuff. And, uh, since COVID, a lot of people actually that I know have gained weight. I've actually lost weight. Really? Um, and I'm, I was like probably in the best shape I've been in, in like probably two or three years. So I was working out, um, early in the mornings and then I get my workday started or whatever it was that I needed to do in my day would get started after my workout kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Um, so that kind of fell off in December. Uh, I had uh, laser eye surgery 
Yeah. And then I was advised to not work out for, you know, like two, three weeks. Yeah. You can't have pressure, right? When you've had your eyes work on, isn't that what it is? That's basically all it was. And, and, you know, I'd be weightlifting. So obviously that's, that's a decent amount of pressure, right? Yeah. So that being said, yeah, no, I was just advised not to. And then uh, after that, the market's been the way it's been. And I just never really got back around to working out. And yeah. But pre, <laughs> pre-eye surgery, so through the start of the pandemic last year, all the way through to December, you had actually gotten in better shape. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was working out at home. I was uh, I was doing at home workouts. I was, um, and then in October, every or for the last two years, I've been doing a challenge, a fitness challenge, uh, basically where I myself and other people on social media will be, you know, doing workouts every single day for the month of October. Uh, and you got to be active for at least thirty minutes, right? And that's something I started uh, two years ago. Uh, oh. October is my birth month, right? Okay. So I was like, you know what? I've got everything I want in life. And the only thing I want is a healthier lifestyle and a better body. So, you know, why not, uh, why not give myself that for my birthday this year kind of thing. Right. So, um, yeah, I was pretty active for the last year and a half, you know, wake up in the morning, hit the gym. Uh, if I wasn't hitting the gym, I'd still go for a walk or go for a bike ride or do something active. Mm-hmm. And, um, in terms of food, uh, that's, that's the one thing I've, I've really struggled with, I would say over the last couple of years. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so you probably you know, just, everybody feels that same. I mean, well, almost everybody feels the same way. I yeah, imagine. yeah. Well, my 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 excuse is, is if I'm working out, I can eat whatever, right? Yeah, and totally. it's been that way for the last like two, like you know, fifteen years. <laughs> you know, back in high school, I'd be like, oh, I'm working out, I can eat, I can eat McDonald's, that's okay, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. So say if I eat like fourteen meals in a week, I was probably eating eating out for like twelve, and you know. Just as you heard about my cactus, that's a uh, that's know, a lot of cactus decisions. burgers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, cactus, McDonald's, Wendy's, whatever it might be, right? So I'd be eating out a fair bit. Uh, but then, obviously, during the pandemic, uh, social gatherings not so much and whatnot. So you know, I haven't been going out to restaurants as much. So I've actually started cooking at home a lot more. Good for you. <laughs> are you yeah, are you yeah, taking yeah. are you taking uh, like cooking tips from uh, Pratik or Bawa or what? Do you, or are you are you your own chef? I am my own chef. However, I do watch uh, a lot of Dave's videos. A lot of Dave's videos I'll watch. And, you know, there are things I want to try, like that In-N-Out burger he did that one time. Oh, man. I'm, like, salivating right now. And I'm like, what? Did you? <laughs> were you on? Uh, I was. So I was on the gram last night. You know, it's like, yeah. whatever. It's like 1030 or 11. I'm scrolling through my feed. Pratik made dim sum at home. Okay. Did you see this? Really? You know what? I did see that. I did see that. Yeah. That guy. It was like a quick it was a quick snap. Like it was, it wasn't a very long, um, you know, Instagram video, but yeah, yeah, no, I, I saw that and it looked really good. It looked unbelievable. <laughs> He's got that little, I don't even know what those containers are called that you steam the dim sum in. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was yeah. like a legit setup. I obviously no, messaged funny. him right away and I said, I'm looking forward to eating your dim sum or oh, something God. like that. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I, I, I recall actually, it's funny. I was in bed and I actually watched that video like three or four times. I was like, Whoa, that's so fancy. <laughs> it is. It is fancy. A little bit, a little bit different than a, than a smash burger or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're at a weird, crazy, insane market that nobody's ever seen, but something that caught my eye um, over the last few weeks, as I'm, you know, following or attempting to follow as many of our agents as I can on, um, on, you know, whatever Instagram and whatnot. Yeah. Every time I see your feed, you're going sold, sold, sold. And and what I, and you know, referencing properties that you sold and what I was, what I thought I was picking up on is that like, you know, when you were even at one point posting account for the year, maybe you still are. Yeah. And then I saw 
the, um, you know, how many of them were buyers that you were doing yeah. deals with. And I thought that was kind of, uh, well, this is why I wanted to talk to you. Or one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to you, because so many people right now are struggling to do transactions. You know, all we ever hear, oh, the market's hot and there, there's a ton of sales. And that's true. But there's a lot of people that are actually struggling to get deals done, particularly working with buyers. Because if you're one of 24 offers, there's only, there's only one winner. And yet you're on this incredible tear where it seems like anyway, basically anything you write an offer on, you're, you're getting. <laughs> and so, and, and I mean, just to put numbers to it, I think, what are you at? Like 13 deals or something like that for the year? 13 ends for the year. Yeah. 13 ends through two months. That's a pretty good pace. And, uh, and of those 13, how many are buyer deals? Uh, 10 of them would be buyers. So like, that's incredible. Yeah. And so this is why, so, <laughs> what, so what is this? Is this like complete dumb luck? Or what I'd like to think is that, you know, maybe uh, we could talk a little bit about, you know, what you think is part of that success. Because I think that's a pretty unique story. Uh, no matter who were to hear this, if somebody was like, holy cow, you know, 10 buyer deals two months in. And then I'd love to hear how many offers have you lost out on? If you've done 10, how many have you had to write to do the 10? No, for sure. I mean, I uh, I would, I don't want to say it's dumb luck, you know, I mean, uh, it's not dumb luck. I'm just poking fun of you. Stuff, it's not, you know, it's but, not uh, dumb luck. No, no, no. I know, I know. But like, you know, sometimes you get lucky. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I would say, yeah, maybe like a 2% smidge is, you know, luck. And uh, the rest of it, I think, kind of comes down to your relationship with your buyers and, you know, basically uh, how much people trust you, right? Uh, especially, I, I feel like in this kind of market, um, you know, people are just throwing offers out there, right? And I like for me personally, obviously coming from being an investor prior to getting my license, you know, like if you're writing an offer above, like you must really trust that agent to be like, oh yeah, they're asking, you know, seven fifty, and you want us to go in at eight ten, what? Mm -hmm. Or like, you know, seven seventy five, wow, right? <laughs> like, mm -hmm. um, so I'd say a, a bit of it is trust. A bit of it would be um, tactics as well, right? So. Something I've uh, I've been doing for I would say ninety eight percent of my buyers uh, from the get go is uh, accompanying the actual offer with a letter, right? Yeah. And it's a letter from the buyers explaining, hey, we're so and so, we've been married for X Y Z years, and we've been dating for X amount of time. Uh, you know, first time home buyers, whatever it may be, we're relocating, we're upsizing. You know, we've got X amount of kids. Uh, the the yard would be perfect. So you just want to play with the emotional springs. And if, at least that's what I've been, you know, telling my buyers, like, Hey, you know, this is what we should be doing. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that's, that's one thing. Um, the other thing is how aggressive I really am. Right. And, and usually on offer presentation day, I'll, uh, you know, say, uh, you have your regular showings over the weekend and then offers Monday, Tuesday, whatever day it is, yep. at, like say 4 PM. Right. So I'll, I'll follow up with the agent in the morning. I'll make sure my clients are free. So if offers are due at four, I'll make sure my clients are free at 3 p.m., mm. right? 3 to 4 p.m. Um, that way I can follow up with the agent in the morning, let them know, hey, this is what I'm kind of feeling out, and then touch base again with the agent to be like, hey, you know what, what's going on? What do we got to do to get her done, right? Got it. And then obviously have my clients sign off last second, and then that way we're one of the last offers in hopes of being one of the better offers, knowing, you know, uh, just kind of feeling out where they're kind of at. Obviously, no one gives you numbers or anything, right? But, you know, you do your best as an agent, right? Totally. And then obviously prior to this, you know, it's a bit of background work and stuff as well, right? It's communicating with the lenders. You know, what can these guys qualify for? What kind of offer can we put up? 
And then, you know, if these guys are going to get an inspection done and, and offers are due on Tuesday, what day can we get the inspector in? That way we know all the information, right? So it's kind of just doing your due diligence and, you know, crossing your T's and dotting your I's and making sure that you've got all your ducks in a row on offer presentation day. And, you know, that way you're one of the better ones, hopefully, right? Um, and then aside from that, I would say another big thing is I've only done this a few times because it is super annoying, but basically after I've set, uh, sent the offer in, mm-hmm. I'll touch base with the agent like an hour later. Mm-hmm. And then I'll call him again 30 minutes later. And I'll just keep bugging just him. Just pound him. Just keep bugging him, right? But now um, he thinks, I- I've been in that position like repping the seller. And yeah. when I have, when you've got a buyer agent who won't yeah. leave you alone and has given you yeah. a good offer, yeah. It's kind of hard. You almost have to find a reason not to work with them because why wouldn't you if they're that eager? Yeah. yeah. I, I certainly think that makes a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like that has worked. And, and you know, out, out of the, I think I tried that three times. Uh, only, only once have they come back and they said, oh, you know, uh, your offer is not high enough. And then uh, I think we, we ended up getting a counter at $3,000. Hmm. So I'm pretty sure we were the highest. So, you know, I'll take care of my client on my end, but you know, like, it's, it was just very little to get the, the deal done kind of thing. Right. But yeah, um, yeah no, I mean, so I how many, how many times approximately like, or let me ask it this way. You've got, you've done 10 buyer deals Yeah. in every one of those scenarios. Have you actually been the best offer or how many times where it, have you had a scenario where you're not actually the best offer? But then you get the call or the opportunity from the listing agent to either improve or they just take your offer. Uh, I've only had uh, okay. Well, th- there there has been a few ch- uh, times where I found out later on that there were higher offers. But then having a draft like uh, in one specific scenario, or actually in a couple, having the draft attached, sure, uh, totally was was the the difference, right? Like so bank draft were, and the letter from your clients sent with it. Well, yeah, and the letter from my clients, right? So so offers due on Monday. And, you know, like, yeah, Monday rolls around. Normally people have enough time to go run out to the bank and get the bank draft done, but not everyone will do it, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, the, the more serious buyers are the, the buyers that are in that, you know, single family detached, especially in this current market. I'll, I'll usually advise them, hey, like, you know, if, if this is the route you're going to go and, you know, you think you're going to be putting a cash offer, it's best to have a draft in hand kind of thing, right? So, but... Uh, totally. Yeah, no, I would say... There's been a couple times where the agents come back to me and said, "Hey, you're not the best offer. Do you guys want to revise?" And you know, a few of them we got done at that same price. One of them, like I said, it was about a three thousand dollar difference. And then there have been times where I find out after that, "Hey, we weren't the highest offer, but the bank draft was the one that made the difference." Hmm. <laughs> and that yeah. that is an incredible. That's the moral of the story right there. All these little, all these extra little things. You never know which one of them is going to be the thing that tips tips the scales your way. Exactly. Exactly. And then there was this one time actually just recently where um we 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 actually took the offer in person. I took the offer in person and I actually had my buyers wait outside in their car. Wow. And we handed the offer and I was like, if there's anything we need to do, we'll be outside. <laughs> wow. That's powerful. Right? You're, were you the yeah. only buyer agent there doing that? We were the only ones there that day. Yeah. Oh, and my then goodness. we ended up getting that one done at the offer that we had originally given. So <laughs> I'm not, I'm not sure if I want to do a deal with you. You're kind of aggressive. That's, <laughs> that sounds like a lot to deal with. <laughs> I mean, I mean, no, no, it's, it's, I'm, I'm nice. 
I'm not going to dump the deal. I'm not aggressive. <laughs> I just look out for my clients. You know, I just want to make sure they're happy. And if they're happy, I'm happy. Right. So that's, that's been the motto. So. so how are you, what's the narrative? I want to word this question properly. I think one of the things that people are struggling with in this environment is painting the proper picture for the buyers so that yeah. when they get to the moment of truth and they need, you know, they have their opportunity, their, their understanding of the situation is, is accurate and they're able to be aggressive and assertive enough with an offer. So like, I think that there's a lot of buyers out there that would be able to buy a property who are currently losing out on offers right now. And yeah. it has a lot to do with the fact that they're ill-prepared because of you know, the conversations that happen leading up to that. So what are your conversations and what's your storyline that you're, that you're taking your buyer through? Yeah. Like you said, I, you know, the onus is on us as, as real estate professionals to, you know, educate our clients and get them up to speed with everything that's happening. Right. But, uh, for me, I, I don't think there's like this one thing that I do that will prepare my clients, but it's just little, little things I'll say throughout the, you know, the couple of weeks that we're out looking at homes and it's kind of like, you know, just kind of keep them updated with what's happening in the market. And, you know, I, myself as, as a realtor, I've, I've been surprised to see, uh, you know, what some homes have gone for. Right. There was just one recently that went uh, $540,000 above in Fleetwood. And I was just like, oh my Holy gosh. crap. Right. What was it listed for? Like approximately 1.7. And it went for about two, three, two, two, four. Yeah. Wow. And what do you think that yeah. home was worth a year ago? I mean, I probably wouldn't have paid more than 1.5 a year ago. I was going to say, I was, I was actually thinking one, four. Yeah. One, four, one, five makes sense. So it's a, it's like a 50%, yeah. it's a 50 plus percent gain in one oh, year. It's ridiculous. It's, but it's, it's, it's all demand driven. I, I feel right. Uh, there's not enough inventory. Even, even now we're seeing more, more inventory hit the market, but you know, there's still not enough obviously. Right. But you know, back to your original question. I do think it's just little things throughout the the transaction or, you know, my couple of weeks with them or months with, with my buyers. And it's just, you know, keeping them informed on what's happening in the market, you know, or give them examples of, you know, an offer I wrote on that we may have lost out on, right? For mm -hmm. a different client even, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, hey, we, you know, we, we put $150,000 above ask on this one property. Yeah, they were undervalued, but we got beat out by 104 k you know, mm. so it's not all glitz and glam. Yeah. I've, you know, I've been able to successfully help, uh, you know, 10 of my buyers this year, <laughs> but <laughs> you know, we've lost out on a fair bit as well. Right. So, and I think, um, you know, I'm more of a straight shooter and, and, and I just like transparency and I like to be straight up with clients. Right. And, and, you know, I've had conversations where, you know, like clients said, Oh, Hey, you know, my max on this property is, you know, say eight ninety. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the, the, I'm getting indications that it's got to be, you know, a smidge over nine, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, you know what? Let's go in at 890. That's okay with me, right? If that's what you're comfortable with. However, I've been, you know, told or, you know, it, I've felt out that, hey, you know what? Maybe 900K is what's going to get it done, right? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, just, just being honest, it's like, you know, like, please don't come back to me and blame me if we don't get it for 890. Mm -hmm. Because, mm -hmm. you know, I think we've got a better chance at 900K, right? Mm -hmm. And and depending on how bad the person wants it or, you know, depending on what they envision, like this was uh, this was an investment rental property, right? Got Smoke it. and deal at even 900K, right? Um, because the ROI is just going to be phenomenal, right? Hmm. But um, yeah, no. So we ended up going in at nine and we got her done, right? Uh, but I think it's just being transparent with your clients, man. And, and I think a lot of it has to do with your clients trusting you as well. You know, and, and one thing I've kind of done 
with a handful of clients is, you know, prior to actually putting something on paper on offer presentation day is I'll pull up comps. Oh, right? totally. And, and yeah. we can kind of show them comps. And another thing I've, I've actually had to do is not so much, but another thing I've had to do is, is show them, Hey, you know what? In the last two weeks, uh, we've had, you know, 10 sales and on average, I'll work out the percentages. How much above ask did all of these homes sell? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. That way we can kind of guesstimate, okay, well, you know what, if, if it was, you know, 4.3%, well, you know, they're asking 800K and it might have to be, you know, X amount higher, 30K higher or whatever mm-hmm. the, the case may be, right? Mm-hmm. And then obviously kind of feeling out on offer presentation day and whatnot, right? But uh, I, I do think, you know, it's not just one thing we do <laughs> to prepare our clients, right? Yeah. But it's just this, the little things, you know, like showings and, and phone conversations and, and whatnot, yeah. But. All of those little things, you know, all these things that you've talked about, those lead to what else you mentioned, which is trust. And if there's trust established, then if you ask somebody to do something, there's going to be a higher percentage of the time, you know, they're going to listen because they trust. For sure. Yeah. Less resistance and less pushback, I guess. Right. Yeah. Because they trust you. Right. And then obviously, you know, me being in my, my seat. It's like, you know, I've been in their seat, you know, which I'm, I'm actually super glad and fortunate that I've, I've done what I've done in the past where I've been an investor and I've bought and sold. So I know what it feels like to, you know, spend an extra 500 bucks or an extra 5,000 bucks or 10,000 bucks or, you know, on the, on the flip side, you're selling every single dollar means everything, right? Because that's your single biggest investment for the average person in Canada anyways, right? So mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. it's, uh, you know, I've been on both sides and, and I can empathize with, with clients, right? But, uh, yeah, no. How many, uh, if you had to guess how many hours a week you're working right now? Whew. Uh, <laughs> right now, honestly, um, I pretty much work 8 a.m. until usually 10, 11, 12 at night. But then, you know, I'll get like two, three hours downtime throughout the day or, you know, I'll get like a four hour window or two hour window spread out. Right. But you're, you're on, you're on for 14, 15, 16 hours a day. Yeah, I mean, the phone just doesn't stop and real estate just doesn't stop and, mm-hmm. you know, the buyers are there and the pool is full. Like I've got, you know, uh, yeah, I've been very happy to get as many deals done as, as I have this year and help that many families already. But, you know, there's just so many other people that that need help and want to get into the uh, market and first time home buyers, they're looking to upsize, looking to downsize, looking to, you know, buy with their family, whatever the case may be, right? Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's just, yeah, no, it doesn't stop. Um, I would say roughly, I haven't worked out the numbers, but it's definitely 60 plus hours a week, um, that I well, have been working. I would say so. If you're talking about yeah. those kind of days. Yeah. Yeah. What are you doing to what, or what do you do to manage your people and database? Like what kind of systems or programs do you, do you run? <laughs> if you say back in the napkin or, or a pad of paper, I'm going to lose my mind. Uh, no. I, uh, you know, actually it's funny. I'm, uh, I'm actually working on, uh, coming out with a CRM with a few other, uh, <laughs> partners. You're, so say that again, you're working on developing your own, I'm, I'm developing our own CRM. Yeah. So this is something that we're going to be launching hopefully, uh, you know, within the next quarter. Right. Do you so want to do you want to start I, an infomercial right now? Do you want to say anything about it? <laughs> or no, not quite I mean, ready? <laughs> it's, it's going to be a CRM, and basically, you know, um, I, I'll, I'll let the agents in the office know when it's ready. Yeah. But uh, basically, you know, uh, a lot of people are using other bigger companies where they're paying a thousand dollars just for the sign up fee and stuff. So our sign up fee is going to be a lot cheaper. You can run internet ads for leads and whatnot as well. You've got a built-in CRM. We've got like a Zoom type meeting. Um, 
built into it as well. So say if mm. you want to run, you know, meetings and stuff. So there's a handful of goodies that we've got packed in there. But uh, at the moment, uh, to answer your question, I'm actually not using a CRM or anything. <laughs> it's literally just Paragon. I use my uh, notes in my phone. I use my iPhone calendar. And that's really all I use. Um, and then obviously under contacts, I'll actually save information in the notes section and stuff as well, right? Wow. So then yeah. what about, yeah. like, so then right <laughs> now, um, like for all of your, you know, deals you've done in the last couple of years and, you know, things like, like, I don't know, maybe you're not doing anything with your database currently, but like anniversaries or like client birthdays or like, are you just right now you're not, you're not paying attention to any of that stuff? Yeah. I've actually been really bad with that, to be honest, Andrew. Yeah. So I haven't <laughs> hey, been I'm not trying to make lot. you feel guilty. I'm just No, no, no. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm not using a CRM. Simple, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it would be a lot easier if I was, right? Yeah. I just haven't gotten around to it, to be honest. And, and my plan was to, to kind of jump into something. But then this opportunity came up. So then I was like, you know what? Why not just develop it and have my own instead of paying into something else kind of thing, right? So where where have you where are you getting all your business from currently? Honestly, it's been past clients, friends and family. Past clients have been giving referrals. Uh, past clients have bought again, right? So that that's probably been my biggest avenue, I would say. And then a lot of it, uh, you know, again, if I had a CRM, it would be a lot better. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, when I've got a listing, for example, I'll actually make notes on who has called me. Are they a buyer? Are they working with an agent, you know? And and those leads I've been able to successfully pick up and convert. Obviously, a little bit harder, I would say, with, with those type of leads, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, sign calls and stuff like that, you know, like it's just, yeah, I've been just cranking out <laughs> people from all, all sorts of different areas that, you know, I didn't have before, right? Yeah. I've tried door knocking and stuff, but not really for me. I've tried um, I've tried the internet leads before. Again, not really for me. But that is definitely something I want to get into because uh, it, numbers are exploding on that side, right? The amount of internet searches and whatnot, like it's it's insane, right? Yeah. So, but you know, the you've obviously experienced the difference between uh, a past client calling you up and saying, hey, work with my friend versus, you know, a rando on the internet uh, plugging oh, in for a sure. search. Oh, for sure. Well, I mean, I, I what is it? National stats are at less than 2% conversion on internet leads, right? So, I mean, yeah, the, the conversion rate is not very high versus, hey, my buddy's calling me up, hey, yeah. you know, work with my buddy, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Big difference, obviously, right? But I would say um, another thing I've, I've kind of started doing is, uh, you know, like friends and family or, or any client, uh, really, for that matter. If I've actually enjoyed, you know, dealing with them and helping them with purchasing their home and stuff. You know, I'll ask them, hey, like, what friends or, or family do you have that are kind of like you that are looking to buy or make a move in the next six months or three months, right? Like, is there anyone that comes to mind? Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, like I've been asking for referrals as well, right? Yeah. And a lot of times, you know, people say, oh, I can't think of anyone. And then two days later, they'll call you back and be like, hey, you know what? So-and-so wants to buy a house. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right? So, I mean, yeah. It's, that, that, that's kind of, yeah. That's kind of what I've been doing. I'd say for the most part. And then I would say, yeah, so not having a CRM, obviously, at this moment, uh, but I do have uh, Excel sheets and I've got, uh, you know, notes and whatnot. So Christmas time, I am, you know, giving past clients, all my past clients, a uh, Christmas gift. And I've done that the last two years, right? I've only been in the, I've only been a realtor for less than two and a half years now, right? Is that all it is? I feel, I feel like I've, I've seen you in training longer than that. 
Like when I, like, you know, I've been thinking back in the days, you know, pre-COVID when yeah. we could actually be in a training room together. Is it only two and a half years? It's been less than two and a half years, yeah. I, wow. I, uh, I got licensed in uh, November of 2018, I believe it was. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Huh. I would have. I would have guessed 16 or 17. I guess I got a, yeah, no, no, I have no. a crappy it's, sense uh, of time. Two and a half years. <laughs> all good. I know I did come to a lot of training. I'd be there every week. <laughs> I know that's, that's why. And maybe that's why it's sticking out in my brain, you've right? Just seen, just, you've just seen a lot of me. <laughs> you were, you were, the, you were the regular guy every week, which is, yeah. which is awesome. Exactly. But like, you know, for me, um, yeah, like, uh, you know, again, being, being an investor prior to jumping into this seat, uh, you know, it was a totally different world when I jumped in. I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I got this. And, you know, like, oh, I know real estate. And then I came and I was just like, wow, uh, there's so much to learn. And like, there was a really big learning curve, I would say, especially in the beginning. Right. So coming to that training, obviously, you know, our brokerage hosts it. But mm-hmm. uh, coming to those trainings really helped me. Right. Mm-hmm. And it helps build your confidence. The more you know, obviously, the, the more you can say, right? <laughs> to yeah, your totally. And, stuff as well, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. and you actually, yeah, your story is unique in that you, you had bought and sold a decent amount of real estate even before you got licensed, right? Like you had just alluded to it. You had done some investing and you obviously continue to do that. That's right. That's accurate, correct? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, uh, I bought my first property back in 2015, late 2015. Mm-hmm. And I was new to real estate at the time. So I was, I was scared, you know, naturally. I mean, you're scared. You've never bought a home. And it, I remember it was a single family home in, in Fleetwood, 2,500 square foot house on a 7,200 square foot lot, uh, built in the eighties, I believe it was. And I was getting it for 655. You know, I'd, I'd be buying a lot more than, than just half, right? That's, so like, that's time, about 1.3 million today. 1.3, 1.4. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> do you still own, do you still own that house? Well, I, uh, I, I bought it and picked it up, spent about 10, 10 G's actually, not even much. Um, it was more just double grease, I would say. And we ended up selling it a month later. So I bought that with a partner, right? Uh, okay. cause I wasn't comfortable enough buying it by myself, right? Sure. So that one I did with a partner. And then after that, I bought one by myself. And then I bought more with partners and, you know, but bought and sold uh, probably about 10 in the last five years now. Right. And at the moment, I, uh, I've got one that is a townhouse that I bought pre-sale cash flow positive. So I don't really need to worry about that one. And I've actually just bought another single family home. Um, not another, but you know, yeah. bought a single family home out in Pitt Meadows. Uh, I'll be closing on that soon. And that, you know, the two should kind of balance each other out, which is kind of nice. Right. Both of those are just holding, you're going to hold those and rent those. They're both just going to be holding properties and, you know, let the equity build and that's it. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot of real estate agents in our industry that never buy any real estate for themselves. And yeah. it's a, it's a shocking statistic. They spend their, I was shocked. they spend their life, you know, helping others, helping yeah. others <laughs> buy real estate and becoming wealthy. And then they don't do it yeah. for themselves. And no, that sure. is a, uh, it's, it's a, you know, if you're going to be in real estate for, whatever, let's say even 20 years, it's, yeah. it's not totally obscene to say, you know, you could, you could buy four or five properties in 20 years. Like that's not overly aggressive and buying four or five properties over a 20 year period, uh, as we've all seen in greater Vancouver real estate can make a significant difference to net worth over, uh, over that period of time. Oh, I agree with you. I mean, forget 20 years, Andrew. You go back to 2015, that house we were just talking about, right? Well, I, I know. more than double, right? But yeah, no, on average, I mean, yeah, real estate, you know, I've heard uh, doubles every 10 years or so, right? 
So, I mean, that being said, yeah, you know, if you were to buy a couple of homes over 20 years, yeah, you'd be, you'd be setting yourself up for a pretty good retirement. Yeah. Opinion. You don't, you don't have to, I think sometimes people feel like, uh, there's a sense like, oh, I'm, I'm too late or I'm, you know, I, I didn't do it early on. And so now I've missed out. And it, number one, that's not true. I mean, you can start anytime. And number two, you don't have to be, you don't have to buy a house or a property every year. You just got to do a little bit consistently over a long period of time. And it's just unbelievable after, you know, if you do something consistently for 15 to 20 years, um, you know, collect a little bit of real estate, it's just unbelievable. All of a sudden you get to that 15, 20 year mark and you look back and I mean, just imagine had you, you know, or anybody, you know, bought a home anywhere in, in the, in the lower mainland 20 years ago and just what that one property would look like. Right. Exactly. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you there. Yeah. I mean, uh, I was actually quite shocked at the stat. I, I, I can't remember it off the top of my head, but, uh, you know, the amount of agents that actually don't own real estate or have never owned real estate, the, the percentage was a lot higher than I had ever imagined it would have been. Um, it's kind of like hiring a surgeon who's never done a surgery. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you know, like, and, and, you know, to my colleagues, I guess, or to anyone who's listening, you know, like, uh, you know, buy real estate and wait, you know, like, don't wait to buy real estate. And, and that's bang on, right? Like, that's one of the best quotes I've ever read, because in an area like the Lower Mainland, you know, I mean, we've got the North Shore Mountains, we've got states, we've got water on one side. I mean, hey, we can't expand in a 360 like Calgary, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, prices are only going to go up, right? And the demand is there. We've got the best climate in, you know, all of Canada, more or less, right? <laughs> I mean, Victoria gets a little bit less rain, but, you know, that's okay, right? Vancouver's not all that bad. <laughs> no, no. Vancouver's yeah. Vancouver's a good spot to be. Yeah, no, for sure, yeah. Hey, what's uh, what's next for you? Uh, what are you trying to to conquer or tackle? I mean, I know you got, I know you got the CRM coming, but is there something else in your in your business, your life that you're working on for uh, for this year? In my business, yeah. So, um, you know, my goal last year was to help twenty five families this year, right? Uh-huh. So, I think I'm definitely gonna surpass. Or sorry, not. I think I will definitely surpass twenty five. Mm-hmm. So I, I haven't uh, I haven't actually sat down to figure out a number yet, but I think it's probably going to be something in the 30s is going to be my new goal, right? <clears throat> so you know, a third of the way there, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, you know that that's what's happening in real estate. But uh, I have felt pretty burnt out, I would say, uh, overall. Uh, you know, doing this much work in in this short period of time, right? So I I, I do think that uh, you know having an assistant would be a great help. So that is something that uh, is, you know, on the horizon for me in regards to real estate. Um, you know, I've had a couple of friends actually reach out to me and I don't know if it's because I'm always posting on social media of my souls and whatnot, but, uh, you know, people want to get into the industry, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, who knows, right? Uh, if one of them decided to join me and come under my wings, that would be phenomenal as well, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah, there's a couple of different avenues, but uh, as I tell my clients, you know, I'm not in this for uh, one year or two years. Like this is my career, and I'm not going anywhere, right? So I mean, real estate is it, and you know, I've got my personal stuff on the side. Uh, I invest in stocks and stuff as well, right? So yeah, just kind of continue to do what I do and and just get better at it. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Thanks for your time, man. Yeah. No, thank you, Andrew. I appreciate it. This is fun. It's great chatting with you. You, yeah, uh, no, sure, you, yeah. you, you skirted the, uh, the, the favorite movie question. So maybe I'll get you on that. <laughs> I'll you get know, you on I, that I another time. Like 
gotta be a favorite movie. I I, I want to say Wedding Crashers. <laughs> <laughs> that was a that was a good movie. That movie was epic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool, man. Yeah, well, I know you got a uh, you got a busy day today, or what? Uh, honestly, um, just been dealing with some health stuff this last couple or last week and a bit. So my back's yeah. been really bad. So a pretty chill day today, but uh, lots and lots of paperwork, which I absolutely love doing. <laughs> no uh, yeah, no. So it's gonna be more office office based stuff today. Uh, not not too many showings and stuff, but yeah. Cool. Well, appreciate you uh, taking the time, sharing uh, sharing what's going on, and we'll look forward to hopefully seeing your face again soon. That would be a nice change. Sure. Yeah. No, I look forward to a life after COVID, <laughs> whenever yeah, that will be. <laughs> totally. Maybe we need an office trip to Maui or something like that. Oh man, I would love that. Two weeks, take me. <laughs> yeah, I think I think <laughs> everybody's gonna vanish at the same time. Whenever that happens, there's gonna be there's gonna be oh. nobody around. Oh, for real? Yeah. No, I uh, I know. Like uh, once once I've got the shot and it's safe to travel again, I'm literally two weeks in Mexico is, is what I'm looking forward to. Cool. Hopefully without a phone. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Okay, man. Have a uh, have a great day. Thanks again. Thanks, Andrew. See you. All right. Sure. Bye. Bye. All right. That was Indy Baines. He's a sweet dude. I uh, hope everybody enjoyed that as much as I did. And um, yeah, we'll look forward to doing this again soon. Have a great weekend, everyone.